There we go. But wait, there's more for the Razor's Edge. Yeah, because I know a lot of people like to have action for the day, and obviously the golf doesn't start till Thursday. You won't know exactly how you did until Sunday night. But wait, there's more. I'm going to go with the New York Knicks plus five and a half tonight against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Reason being is it feels like the Knicks are really starting to control that series, and the Cavs feel like they might be uh, about done. And plus, that total is pretty low at 202.5, so getting the 5.5 points with the Knicks, I think it makes a lot of sense. Those points are worth a lot more than if that was a higher total. So uh, for tonight, give me the Knicks plus 5.5 in the NBA playoffs. They say if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. So there you go. Go get it. Last time Rowdy did the uh, impromptu out of nowhere NBA bet, he took the Lake Show, and the Lakers got it, covered, won. Money in your pocket. Uh, last night, Hawks beat the Celtics 119-117. to 117. Boston leads that series 3-2. to two. The Nuggets punch their ticket to the next round as they take down, who cares, the Timberwolves, 112-109. to 109. And the Suns advance, beating the Clippers 136-130. to 130. So there's your NBA action last night. Tonight, though, NBA TV, Bucks Heat, 8.30. Why? 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 Why, God, why? Every single organization and league is trying to compete with the NFL, right? Yes. Where does the NFL put all of their games? Uh, Accessible channels. CBS, NBC. Everyone can get them. Fox. Or when they are, like, on a Monday night or whatever, it's ESPN. But then normally they put that same coverage also on ABC because they're sister stations. But it's all easy channels everyone can get. Now the NBA playoffs, most people with their service providers can get TNT, could get the TBSs, and can get ESPN. Why are you putting these games on NBA TV, and especially for the people in the state where it gets blacked out? Like, we we know for years now people have been, quote-unquote, cutting the cord. NBA, they are hip and with it, with the times, I'd say. They're really good at their social media accounts of putting everything out there. Why don't you help everyone who has, quote, cut the cord? I mean, I know RJ hasn't. But now if you go look at it, actually getting the cord back might be less expensive than not cutting the cord and having all these freaking apps. Pets' heads are falling off. I remember when Hulu was free. Yeah. Free. You just had to watch commercials. Yeah. Now that you got to pay Every for it. Once in a while. Netflix was only nine ninety. Now you pay for Hulu, and you still got to watch commercials. Mm-hmm. Used to be free. Anyways, speaking of the Bucks, so after the uh, the debacle that was in Miami when the Bucks fell, uh, they had that game in the bag, and then <laughs> crapped on their leg. Apparently, Giannis Antetokounmpo. This is a shams bomb here. Uh, Giannis needed. IVs, fluids, post-game. I mean, Giannis still had a triple-double despite playing hurt here, but how difficult was it for him to play through that pain? It's really remarkable. Triple-double, 26 points, 13 assists, 10 rebounds. It's a remarkable performance that he put forth, especially considering he missed eight days uh, with this injury that he suffered on April 16th. He's clearly still dealing with this lower back issue. And he had to play over 38 minutes last night. And oh, those no. are all reasons why I'm told post-game Giannis needed IV fluids in Miami. And that was one of the reasons why he missed and was not able to do his media uh, post-game in Miami last night after the loss. And so you have to give Giannis a lot of credit. He left it all out on the floor, literally pushed himself to exhaustion last night. 
in that loss to Miami and playing through that, playing through injury uh, and playing through discomfort. But it's playoff time. He's a warrior. He's going to try to play. Well, you have to have your focus on if you're the Bucks and if you're, uh, you know, in this series is what adjustments is Mike Boonholzer and this coaching staff going to make for a guy like Jimmy Butler? 56 points, the way he was able to dominate on the offensive end. What different schemes, defensive schemes, traps, switches? So there's Shams on Giannis who was, uh, went to exhaustion, needed IV fluids post game. Yeah, and I think that kind of confirms that there might be something more going on than just a bruised tailbone because. We know that Giannis has had back issues, I guess, at times throughout the years. And if he's having a back spasm, one thing that could improve the back spasm is getting more fluids and liquids mm-hmm. into you. So yeah. that would make more sense, especially because I think it was our caller, Daniel, that called in and said Daniel. he just he didn't look comfortable. He didn't no, look, just look flexible. And if you're having back spasms, obviously that's going to hinder you quite a bit because it'll it'll basically paralyze your whole body if your back's not working correctly. Listen, people in every walk of life like my back hurts. I can't do this. Can't do that. Imagine being a professional athlete. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I think that the back spasms could have been acting up, and that's why you didn't maybe see him go after chase down blocks or look as maybe fluid as possible yeah. because he was hammering. IVs and fluids afterwards because his back was bothering him so much. The big J's must have been gripping at that he didn't wasn't on his post game appearance. Oh, I can't believe this. Why did he do this? How, how dare he get fluids on the IV yeah. and him? He needs to come talk. So when I was sitting at home yesterday and doing some research for golf, I had uh, some of the other you know national sports talk shows on, kind of his background noise, and it was pretty funny listening to, like, the Colin Cowards or Nick Wrights of the world talk about Budenholzer. What were they saying? Because Nick Wright and that show were ripping Budenholzer. Ripping the booty? They were were laughing at, you couldn't come up with any type of adjustment to stop Jimmy Butler? You couldn't try anything? That's the thing. You couldn't even have tried doubling him? Um, No one else on the Heat team can score. That's what they were laughing. They're like, no one else can score on that team. Remember in the broadcast uh, during the game, they said, yeah, I think the Bucs have conceded to let Jimmy Butler just have his way and shut down everyone else. Jimmy Butler's going to get his, so they're going to shut down everyone else. Well, what happened? Jimmy Butler continued to be absolutely insane, and he single-handedly beat the Bucs. And I know this graphic was was floating around (laughs) not only on the broadcast, but also on some of these, you know, uh, talk shows. The uh, the Miami Heat have some of the most undrafted free seven. agents. I think it's seven in the NBA, and clearly Jimmy Butler is their scorer. Yeah. The rest, the rest of the team. Ha- I think the highest scoring guy after Jimmy Butler had thirteen. Yeah. You didn't even try to double team him. You didn't come up with any they, other attempt to try and take Jimmy Butler down. They and, left and, Chris Middleton on him. Yeah. Who was getting cooked all night? Just getting cooked. And I agree. That's why a lot of the criticism for Mike Boonholzer is the fact that he doesn't make adjustments. He's the guy that I remember. I think it was when he was in Atlanta. Because remember those Atlanta Hawk teams were really good, yeah. But they couldn't get they couldn't past, get over the hump. They couldn't get past the Heat, and it was like they'd be really good in the regular season, and then they would f- face the Heat or somebody else, and they'd always get beat. And it was always because he never made adjustments. They would just keep doing what they did, and he, his philosophy was somewhere along the lines of, "Hey, we're really good at this. We're going to keep doing this, and if the other team is just better than us, then they're so, better." But you make no adjustments and. That's reared its ugly head a lot with the Bucks because it's a talented team, 
But well, if, yeah. If They're the number team, one team in the freaking league. But if a team like the Heat match up decently well against you and they have an Eric Spolstra with a better game plan and you never make adjustments... You're just banging your head against I don't the wall. Think, I don't think Mike Budenholzer. I don't think Mike Budenholzer has ever heard the saying, "If you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen." Yeah. So apparently, the dude can't stand the heat. So get out of the kitchen, make some adjustments <laughs> or something. You look at this. You know uh, the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler needed an all-time playoff performance. It was a franchise record for the Heat. It was uh, his most scoring. They needed. They needed a franchise. A setting night from Jimmy Butler. The Bucks had that game in the bag. They did not stop Jimmy Butler. Again, in the broadcast, oh, they've conceded to let Jimmy Butler to have his way. They're just going to stop everyone else. Ooh. No! Stop Jimmy Butler! He's literally the only thing that's keeping the heat going. <laughs> like, they've lost they lost Tyler Hero. They lost Victor Oladipo. They, they have seven undrafted free agents on their team. I think they said that game too, Rowdy. Like, yeah, the Heat have the most undrafted free agents on their roster. I'm like, how in the hell are they taking to the Bucks then? What is, what is <laughs> we got, what's going on here? It, literally, is it just the back injury for Giannis Dendekumbo? I thought they were winning games without the guy during the regular season. I know they had to play. The Heat had to play in to get into the tournament. And almost lost to the Bulls. <laughs> what's going on? Seriously, no three point defense. And by the way, Chris Middleton, he stinks. The the Bucks did so well without Chris Middleton throughout the season because he. He just kind of didn't play. He pick up his club option. Just or his uh, player option. Well, that's one thing you got to imagine. I think he picks it up, don't you? I mean, he's thirty-two. Why years, wouldn't you? He's, he's yeah. going to be thirty-two years old, which is starting to get on the older side of of the NBA. Because normally, those really good players are kind of cooked by thirty-five. Mm-hmm. He's getting closer to that number. It's over forty million dollars. Do you think he's going? I know the NBA contracts have been crazy. But do you really think he could get more than forty plus million dollars? No, especially with the form that he's currently in. This isn't Chris Middleton from two three years ago. No, this is a Chris Middleton that's been oft injured the last couple of years and hasn't shown a whole lot. Yeah, I think he picks it up, which unfortunately for the Bucks means that you're not going to have as much money to spend. Yeah, but you have a ton of guys that are going to be free agents. And RJ and I were talking about this off air. I don't think you bring many of them back. I don't think you should. No. A lot of them are 30-plus years old. They're getting older. They're still pretty solid players, so you're going to have to pay, probably overpay them. And the Bucks aren't necessarily a team that in the last couple of years have had a lot of cap space. Like, Brooke Lopez was great this year. There's no doubt about it. Brooke Lopez has transformed oh, his yeah. game from where he was as a Brooklyn Net to where he is now as, as totally. a Milwaukee Buck. But he's 35 years old. Do you want to overpay for him for two or three more no. years? The end is coming near. The That's end is I'm soon saying. for this this nucleus of the Milwaukee Bucks. The nucleus of the Milwaukee Bucks next season will probably be Giannis, Drew Holiday, and then most likely Middleton picks up that option. But outside of that, everyone else, a lot of those guys like the Lopez's, the uh, Grayson Allen's, your Jay Crowder's, all of these guys that are going to be unrestricted free agents. Yeah, they're gone. You, you can't, you can't keep you them around because you're going to be overpaying for them, and the roster is just going to be aging and, and overpaid. I saw uh, our guy, one of our great listeners, Jordan, J.A. Krebs on Twitter. You the man, Krebs. Uh, he was fighting the good fight about the NBA. Uh, Grant Bills was beside himself last night on the Wisco Sports Show. <laughs> and uh, I think you know Krebs was like, talking about getting players to come play with Giannis in Milwaukee, and it was about Damian Lillard. Like if Lillard, if Lillard said, I want to go play with Giannis in the Bucks, this is, this is Krebs saying, that yeah. – they would make it happen. Yeah. 
And then Grant's like, that's not how any of this works. It I'm works. like, that's exactly how the NBA works. Yeah. It's it's the it's a players league. It's exactly it's how an individual most, players league. It's exactly how most leagues work. Yeah. If you if a player, especially in the NBA, wants to go play somewhere, they're gonna go play there. Right. And it, the NBA is especially one if you're where a name works. like a higher, bigger name. The NBA is one where it works, where you see three, four team trades. Yeah. Where, if if like, a player wants to go somewhere. Pretty much they're going to get there. Yeah. Well, looking at this Bucks core. I don't know what Grant's talking about. Grant's on one yesterday. Hey, Giannis, one. he really watches. The Giannis game. is going to be 29 next season. Chris Middleton is 32. Drew Holiday is 33. But Drew Holiday is a really unique case because Drew Holiday came into the league as a really good player, had kind of like a lull, and then has all of a sudden really found it again with the Bucks. But again, He's aging. They have him under contract for two more years. Yeah. Giannis is under contract for three. Again, we said Middleton could pick up his his player option for next year. But other than that, like you're going to have Bobby Portis in the future for three years. Yeah. You're going to have Pat Connaughton for three years. Grayson Allen will be on the last year of his deal. Uh, Carter, he's not going to. He's a great bench player that can come in and score. He's not going to pick up a player option for less than $2.3 million. He's worth way more than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then look at the guys that are already going to be free agents. Lopez. That's a big time player. Jay Crowder. That was a defender. Joe Ingles. That was a, a role player play that him. could score. <laughs> uh, Goran Dragic just kind of is what he is. Thanks. Same with Myers Leonard, but Wesley Matthews, he was a guy that could come in and dog people on defense and hit some threes. Yeah, all of those guys are free agents, and they're all old. Yep. The only one I say you bring back out of those you just mentioned is Lopez. And he's 35. Yeah. Well, he's you, ball, he should have been defensive player of the year this year. Well, you, so he's balling. Well, think about it. Or if Bobby. you give Bobby Lopez Portis? is probably going to be looking for a two- to three-year deal at decent money. Yeah. He's going to be 35, 36, 37 for that. Yeah. Do you really think he's going to continue to – to hit his ceiling and to continue to get better? I, I don't think so. Don't think so and like Jay Crowder, 33. Yeah, he's 36. Jay Crowder, Drogic, 37. Yeah. Like, Drogic Matthews is nothing. is 37. He's, yeah, like those are just Thanasis. gel guys at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> as long as the honest is there, Thanasis will be there. They Maybe had their window. <laughs> they had their window from what was it? Like the 18, 19 season till up until about this year. Yeah. This roster should look different. If they take the same roster no, or it, roughly the same roster can. in the next year with the Lopez's and the Crowders and all those guys, Wesley Matthews, this team might be pretty good again next year, but in, a year, two, maybe three years, it's going to be so old and so overpaid. You're going to be so hamstrung. It's going to be like the Packers this, of now. I was going to say, this. there's so many parallels with the Bucks and the Packers right now. Right now, are the Bucks like the 2011 Green Bay Packers? 15-1, and one, you know, the Packers were lost to the Giants and the <laughs> Eli. And then you have the Bucks, who best team in the league, and now on the brink of elimination, losing to... Now, Jimmy Butler's a lot better than an Eli Manning in this kind of scenario. But know, Eli's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Super Bowl. All right, we'll talk more about it coming up. Benjamin, how was it yesterday in between Rodgers and the Bucks, etc.? What was uh, what was the day like for you? It was wonderful. It was hard to juggle a uh, kind of Bucks funeral, even though they haven't lost yet, and a Kudikins depreciation. I never got the official uh, statement from the Ben Kenny INC. What's your, what's your, is it Ben Kenny Enterprises? What was your, what was your fund you were called? What was it called, Dan? Oh, 
Remember that? I don't know. Like if you had a corporation, a corporate name, what would it be? Like the Ben, uh, is, ben is Kenny Incorporated. Relating to long-term investments, yes. Well, what's the official Ben Kenny statement on his cohort Grant Bill saying the loss for the Bucks <laughs> was way worse than any other Packers collapse in the Aaron Rodgers era? I don't think you could tell someone else they're wrong in how they feel. Well, in about that case, you can with be- you can with Grant. That's the bad take. That's how, that's how he deals with playoff losses. I, it's not his worst take, but it's a bad one. I think a fine point is that the Packers went to many more NFC title games after a certain collapse against the Seahawks, and the Bucks might never do it. That's his. I I don't know. You, you'd have to ask him. I have no comment. No, he's he was he's in a tough spot yesterday. He was fighting with anyone and everyone. I think someone called him. And he's acting like an eleven year old little boy today. Who said that? Yeah, Grant texted me last night. Chad, let's go, Chad. Said that. Grant texted me last night and said that he had, he he took out some of his frustration on callers last night. And he sounded like a spoiled little kid that you just want to put in the corner. What it said, we put him on air four to six. All right, <laughs> your thoughts on the Bucks tonight? Yeah, what do you think, Ben? You you get NBA TV, correct? Um, no, I don't. Oh, neither do we. Tri- what? We don't have NBA TV either. No, I'm going to watch it on the, uh, the internet. Yeah. Absolute travesty that they're playing at eight thirty. That's a joke. Stupid. So I think they win. Honestly, I think they still win the series. Really? I'm usually like captain of hope. Like I'm Mr. Positive. I do not feel good about tonight. They'll win. But I think then they go in game six and in Miami. I don't have a good feeling. Rowdy, you, you slept on it. You think they, I think it's curtains for the Bucks. Mm. Giannis is beat up. He's got to get uh, fluids, most likely for probably back spasms. You can clearly tell he's not 100%. It feels like outside of a game and a half, there hasn't been a whole lot of energy. It's an aging old team. I think Butler puts the knife in him. <sighs> Jimmy Buckets, man. And and why why would I, after watching the Heat and the Bucks play for these four games, why would I think in a game in which Boonholzer wouldn't make any adjustments that I think he all of a sudden comes in and makes adjustments for this game? He hasn't made any from the start. Yeah. yeah. What are you going to wave your magic wand and Giannis is going to be better and everyone's going to be happy and everything's great and there's puppies and rainbows and there's sun? Well, that magic wand could be a needle with Toradol in it, Rowdy. You put it right in his back. Yeah, and then if you do do that route... They do tour it all in the NBA? It's going to hurt even more and can be potentially worse after that. I, know I would saying. argue that Coach Bud did make adjustments last game, and they worked because the team was up 15 points with six minutes left, and then the team on the court choked. Completely collapsed. And Chris Middleton or Drew Holiday disappeared. <laughs> what's That's the first, who I look at about the game. What's the like, first move you'd make tonight? Don't let Chris Middleton guard Jimmy Butler? Yeah, that's it. Like, yes, throw different things at Butler. Yeah. 100%. I think that's but the also, move. At a certain point, the guys on the court have to actually close a basketball game. Uh, no, I agree with that. They were unable to, like, everyone's like, why didn't Coach Bud call timeout? He call, He tried to call a timeout. The guys on the court couldn't call it. Yep. And then Jimmy Butler went and dunked the ball. It's like, I, I don't mean to defend Bud because everybody's. No, is everyone's, together. At, everyone's at blame. Everyone's together in the disaster, but it's not just the coach. It's also the dudes on the court have sucked. I would blame. How. how all right, one, two, and three. How would you rank it? Coach Boon, Mike Boonholzer, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton. Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton. Bo- then Bo- uh, then Booty? 
Brody? Well, for me, I would probably go Drew Holiday because he's just laid eggs the last couple games. Two Budenholzer, three Middleton because you know I'm not a Middleton guy and never thought he was great. <laughs> So why would I blame him when I don't expect him to be good? Brooke Lopez a monster. He's supposed to be good. Giannis a monster despite being hurt. And Giannis didn't even look like himself. He had a oh, triple-double. Brooke Lopez was incredible. Yeah, he was awesome. And Giannis, who didn't even look like Giannis, had a triple-double. Exactly. It's on the guys that are supposed to Ooh, somewhat. I, oof, I got it. Somewhat carry the team. It's on them to actually help Giannis. Where was Thanasis with the energy at the end of the bench? Why are we letting Thanasis have a pass here? Have you guys talked about Myers Leonard cheering when he, the Heat made a three? No, I saw the video. Was he actually cheering or was he actually trying? Because the ball went in the in the cylinder, swish, and then there's a delayed reaction. Then Myers Leonard gets up and like raises his hands up. Yeah, but he did the three sign. Oh, he did? Yeah. I missed that part, though. Former Heat, Myers oh, Leonard. Oh, I know he was a former confused Heat. Confused at who he's playing for. Well, good thing they don't put him on the court, I guess. You know, if Thanasis gets in, there's for one reason. Bucks are blowing him out. He needs to headbutt Jimmy Butler. He oh, get the enforcer off the bench. He's got to use his head. We, and he's already headbutted Blake Griffin not too long ago. We know he can. We know he There's has a it precedent. In him. We know he has it in him. Under other than that, curtains tonight for the Bucks for me. I can't believe it's eight thirty on NBA TV. That is dumb. Like with a capital D. That is dumb. And then. Once the Bucks are finished off by the Heat tonight, I turn all of my attention and my frustration to the Milwaukee Brewers. Ooh, they have lost three in a row, by the way. Eric Lauer looked awful last night. Let's see here. Let's see here. Oh, oh, sorry, Ben. Your Phillies lost two to the Mariners. The great Milwaukee Brewers starting pitching has gotten lit up early by the Detroit Tigers. The same Detroit Tigers team. That is one of the worst hitting teams in the league and the lowest scoring team in the league. The NFL draft tomorrow, baby. Hell yeah. Packers got that 13th pick. Uh, That's where it starts for them. They swapped with the New York Jets 15 to 13. But we're going to look at the defensive side of the ball. Rowdy's got like a notebook full of notes. Chicken scratch on the NFL draft. Only I can kind of read. Yeah, I I tried to look at it. That's it's like. Finding some hieroglyphics and trying to decipher it. I need the Rosetta Stone. Yeah, so I I want to go through the defensive side of the ball because I'm hoping that the Packers don't draft anybody <laughs> on the defensive side of the football. And just kind of starting with, like, the defensive line, like your D tackles, your bigger guys. Like, could you potentially see Jalen Carter out of Georgia, the kind of the unanimous best talent on the defensive line dropping because of the off-the-field stuff? And kind of the weight issues, I could. But I I personally, for the Green Bay Packers, would probably pass. The guy in the first round, if I'm looking at D-tackles, that I would probably grab would be Brian Breesey out of Clemson. I mean, this is a a pretty big dude that has a a really strong anchor, extremely bulky, uh, really good hands and instincts. Now, the only kind of... The only kind of negatives on him is that he has been injured in his college career. And we know those normally only get worse. Yeah. And for how talented this guy is, there has kind of been a lack of production on film. Now that was like the D tackle that I would probably take if I had to make a pick at D tackle. But again, I don't want them to take anyone on defense. <laughs> Some of the other guys that I looked at on well, the just D to be clear, line, we want offensive side of the ball. Yeah. I want offensive. And we side want a sexy football. pick. We but, want sexy. 
But some of the other guys on the defensive line that I wouldn't mind the Packers scooping up throughout the draft, obviously got to go with Keanu Benton. I think we all know what Keanu Benton's pretty good at, plays with great leverage and hands, and that he even says he kind of got that from growing up wrestling as he was a multiple-time state guy at wrestling. Now, some of his negatives, though, kind of plays with a little bit of a higher pad level according to a lot of the breakdowns on him. But, I mean, he's a projected second, third-round pick. Mm -hmm. The other guy that I was kind of looking at – and again, these are all preferences to what you're looking for. But Cameron Young out of Mississippi State, it's another guy who he's huge. He's got all the traits, right? But he doesn't really pass rush. If you're looking for a big guy, like Kenny Clark can get after the quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's not a guy that you're going to have line up in the middle there and really come after the quarterback. He's more eating blocks, run stuffer, but he's got all the traits to be a better pass rusher. So Cam Young was that one. Uh, another guy that's probably going to be around. You have uh, Jaquelin Roy out of LSU is just one big dude. Extreme, extremely, <laughs> extremely dude. raw, <laughs> extremely raw. But he's only been a starter for one year. Now we have to look at it at LSU. They always are turning out talent. They're always you know, having guys go into the NFL draft. So maybe that one year starter, it's, it's not as big of a liability as if he was coming out of like a Wisconsin. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and Roy is a guy who's like projected to be like a fifth round pick. You have another guy like DJ Dale, another big defensive tackle coming out of Alabama strength technique. But again, it's a six round pick. I, I have a few of these, but those are kind of the, some of the guys that I wouldn't mind seeing the Green Bay Packers scoop up when it comes to the defensive line. Now, edge rusher, edge rusher. This is a really deep edge rusher draft. There is a ton of really good edge rushers, defensive tackle, defensive line. Not so much pretty weak, but for the edge rushers, I know Ben Kenny has talked about this guy quite a bit, but I, but I like Lucas Van Ness as well. Yeah. And he's coming out of Iowa. Ness. I mean, this guy is a freak. But he's also projected late first, early second. Another guy that I kind of like that's also in that second round, Will McDonald. He's actually a Wisconsin native. Does he have a farm? He does not have a farm. E-I-E-L? with the size of this guy, he probably could put down a few burgers. (laughs) (laughs) He is quite large. (laughs) But yeah, it's another guy that I like. He's coming out of Iowa State. Uh, You have a few... It's like there there's so many of these edge rushers where I feel like it's just you got to get the right one, right? Because you can look at a lot of these guys that are coming out and you can say, oh, he's got all the traits. Oh, this guy's got really good quickness. He's got great hands. Maybe he's a better pass rusher than he is like a, a thicker uh, guy that's going to stop the, the guy run. from Notre Dame. Sorry, continue. Sorry. No, there's so many of these guys. And since the edge position is so deep, I could probably name about five or six guys I'd be interested in for the Packers. If they were looking to spend like a second to fourth round pick on, because that's just how deep this draft is. Oh, so wow. It goes that deep. That's nice. And and it's a, it's a ton of them too. Like uh, out of LSU, I'm going to butcher this last name. BJ. Ajuliri nailed it. It's another guy. Athletic freak. You have Derek Hall out of Auburn. Athletic freaks. Like, these guys are tough, big, strong guys. Um, you look at uh, 
linebacker. Linebacker, again, I'm not too impressed with this linebacker class. Pretty pretty soft. Pretty, pretty soft. I do like Tutu out of Alabama. I think he's pretty smart. He could probably figure it out. He's not, but the other thing is, He's pretty average everywhere. Yeah. But he's projected to be a third or fourth round pick. I feel like the Packers aren't going to be spending, you know, a high draft pick when it comes to inside linebacker. They just did that with Quay Walker. Yeah. They have Devondre yeah, Campbell. Done that. But I could see them drafting like a solid guy that might be able to step in as a backup because Devondre Campbell could be gone here next year, especially if they decide to to cut some of the money and start to go younger. So yeah, two two out of Alabama was one that I liked. Uh Overshown from Texas was a guy that I felt like could be pretty decent. Oh. These are all third, fourth round picks. So I'm not looking to spend too high no. on a lot of these uh, defensive sides of the football. Like you get into cornerback. Cornerback's pretty deep in this draft. Safety is not, but cornerback is. Quarterback is, but the thing is, the Packers on paper really don't need a cornerback. Yeah. Like you have Jair Alexander. He's going to be there long term, just signed his deal. Stokes is still on his rookie deal. You're hoping he can come back healthy, injury, but yeah. sounds like it's pretty bad injury. You still have Rasul Douglas. Yep. Like that's that's three solid corners. Yeah, you'd just be wanting depth of anything like later on. And that's why I feel like if you're looking to add a corner, you're probably not going to spend a first round pick. No. Now we say probably. No, we've seen the Packers. Who the Packers are going to do? <laughs> but like, if I was going to to take like a you know, like a, a decent shot on a higher cornerback. I'm probably looking at DJ Turner and DJ Turner's projected as a second round pick, but he's got a lot of size and speed. He's versatile. He can play nickel. He can play a little safety, but he doesn't win 50, 50 balls. Mm-hmm. He's on the shorter end. So you would be quite small at corner with him and Jair Alexander. I get it. Like there's a lot of ups and downs here, but overall I think, uh, my higher pick at corner would be DJ Turner and he's out of Michigan. Now, if you look further down the board, another guy that I like that weirdly enough also played in the big 10 Terrell Smith out of Minnesota. I mean, he's projected fourth round pick. He can play press or off man corner and safety uh, versatility, which we know the Packers like to be versatile. Now I know it was Ted Thompson, but, Demarius Randall, even Rasul Douglas can play safety if you need him. Randall to. time. So I think that is a valuable uh, skill. And Terrell Smith is a guy in the fourth round that I would potentially look at. But the one guy that I I I do really like, and and it's kind of later here in the draft. It's another um, Clark, and not Kenny, <laughs> not Kenny Clark. Kenny. But he, but he's like. He, this is where when you get to that fifth, sixth, seventh round, you just look at traits. Extremely fast, great feet, has good ball skills. The only thing is, again, he's shorter, and they don't really think he can be able to come up and stop the run. Yeah. Very, yeah. But again, he has a lot of different skills. It's just he's smaller in size and doesn't have great run uh, production from the cornerback position. But now getting to safety... And safety the, is weak in this draft. Safety it is, is super weak in this safety draft. Safety is not strong. No, this is a bad safety draft. Now, Brian Branch out of Alabama is who some people are saying might be projected to the Packers. But that being said, I don't know if I could do it. Like, Branch is pretty solid everywhere, but he's not great anywhere. Yeah. This He feels like a prospect that at this point, 
if this was a deep safety draft, might be a second or third round pick. But because it's not a deep draft for safety, he's now like one of the best safeties in this draft. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's worth it to take a guy that you would see having a second or third round value in the first round just because you kind of need safety. Remember the the Packers did bring the Packers did bring back Rudy Ford. He was serviceable. Uh Dalian Levitt for a backup was serviceable. They still have Savage. So that I mean they they brought in some guys that can play. Do you really think you're going to get your value taking this guy in the first round? I'm against Brian Branch in the first round. That that's just me. But we're against any defense in the first round. Uh, true. Yeah. And like just in general, with it not being a super deep safety draft, it's it's hard. Where do you want to go? I, I kinda like Jordan Battle out of Alabama in the third round. Or you can look at Brown out of Penn State in the third round. I, I think some of these guys could be legit players. Yeah. But those are closer to guys that are actually going to be your value. Like they might be third or fourth round picks in a normal draft, and they're being slotted there now. I think, I think you're going to get a better value at the safety position in the second, third, fourth round than you would taking the tops because that's that's where the guys should actually be. Yeah. But yeah, overall, looking at the defense here, defensive line not very strong, especially when you get outside the first couple rounds. Uh, edge rusher. Extremely deep, so I think there's going to be a ton of value there. So I wouldn't freak out if they didn't take anyone in the first or second round because I think you could find some pretty decent edge rushers rounds, you know, two through four. Linebacker, pretty weak. Don't really think they're <laughs> going to need much there, though, especially like we talked about, Devondre Campbell mm-hmm. and Quay Walker already being there. They're, they're decently deep at inside linebacker. And then corners deep. So I, they'll maybe they'll be able to find a pretty decent third, fourth corner, maybe a nickel corner in the third, fourth round. So I am not looking for the Green Bay Packers to take defense in the first round on Thursday. But if they do, I think it's going to be like a Brian Breesey on the defensive line or like a Brian Branch at safety. That would be my best two guesses. That's probably what the Packers do in the first first pick. Something on the line, one side or the other. It's going to be unsexy. People are like, oh, my God. All right, we'll do more drafts coming up. Uh, the Rowdy just crushing right there, saying up late is chicken scratch. You see his notebook. That's how you call someone as the intro's playing. He says hello, and you said, let's get right to it. Zach Halpern, is that you? It is. Yeah, you forgot me, didn't you? No, 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 no. Never. We were jamming out to uh, Janet Jackson. Don't worry, Zach. I got your back just like a couple weeks ago. I, I, I was making sure he called you. Zach, how could I forget when I'm the one that called you? <laughs> yeah, you, I mean... I mean, Nelson obviously told you, hey, isn't that? No, 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 no. We were, we, were, we were reminiscing on the first time we saw a nipple on uh, television, uh-huh. Zach, because we uh, were talking about how Janet Jackson and the Atlanta Hawks, uh, they got double booked. And then what happened was Janet Jackson got bumped for the Hawks, and now the concert moved to Friday. That's what's when the, the nip slip with Justin Timberlake and then talking about the first time we saw. Is that the first time you saw a nipple on TV? No, I was well adverse in the nipple by then, Zach. Mine was, was say, mine was Kate Winslet in uh, Titanic. Okay, yeah, being a little muse there for sure. Yeah, how, how about it. you? Do you have any memories? Burned in your uh, brain? I don't. Uh, was, was probably yeah, no. And you're yeah, desensitizing yeah, no. the nipple. Oh, oh no, you know what it was? You know what it was? It was probably uh, Porky's. Pork? Oh yeah, Porky's. Yeah, Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, so Zach. Um, I, my word's not yours. 
Someone that you might perceive as a boob, especially at the end of his career, is now uh, no longer a Green Bay Packer. Aaron Rodgers is about to be a New York Jet, or is a New York Jet, introductory press conference happening today. Uh, How does it feel now that the end of an era is over in Green Bay and a new one begins in Jordan Love? Can't wait. Can't wait. It's exciting. It's exciting a little bit, right? Like, I mean, obviously, I know you're very, very emotional today and have been emotional for quite some time over this because you knew it was coming, but... Yeah. Uh, it's also exciting, isn't it? A little bit, just to, a little bit like you know, you're, you don't really know what to expect. Instead of like a flame out in the playoffs, it could be it could be something completely different this time. I mean, you just don't know. It could be like they could be really bad, or they could be really good, and they actually you know win playoff games. It's going to be uh, it's be very. I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. So you I, think I'm the, excited about it? You think the Packers will make the playoffs? Because you said win playoff games. Do you think the Packers will make the playoffs right away with Jordan Love? I I do. Like I, I saw, I saw the the Adam Sheen guy, right? Like saying they're going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. I, I just don't see that. They have, they do have, you know, some good talent. They've got an ability to add a lot more here in the draft because they got, uh, you know, some more picks and moved up. I, I just don't, I don't see that. They have a lot of, they do have a lot of talent. They do. They just have not been able to put it all together, and um, you know, a lot of that had to do with. Uh, with an aging quarterback. So, oh, um, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be good. I, I'm excited about it. Oh, please. Um, Zach, <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was thinking about this yesterday and I was messaging, uh, my brother as well, who, you know, you, you may know him as your neighbor, but we were messaging each other and it was both of us were in agreement. The first time we turn on the green Bay Packers week one, we're both going to be a little pissed. Uh, it's not going to be Brett Favre. It's not going to be Aaron Rodgers. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's going to be different. When you, you well, you guys, you, you guys are so young that you don't remember pre uh, Brett Favre and how exciting it was when Don Mikowski was doing things, right? Nineteen eighty nine, nineteen eighty nine was one of the more fun years of Green Bay Packer football. You've been bad for so long, and the Magic Man came along and, and ripped it up. But yeah, it's going to be different. But I also don't think it's going to be as bad as certain people are saying. Um, no, I don't think I don't, it's going. I don't think it's going to be bad. It's not. It's not like you, I'm not you, excited. You you can't keep running back the exact same thing and expecting different results. It's called, that's called insanity. Yeah, and now you can get Packers worse results. Been, again, if you <laughs> worse results, <laughs> if you're not winning a Super Bowl, what's the point? Well, if, if you're not you're even not, make the, if, if not, you don't even make the playoffs, you don't even have a chance at winning cares? the Super Bowl. You know, who ca- at, at, at that point, who cares if you don't win it? If you don't actually win a Super Bowl, which hasn't been done since 2011. What's the point? You might as well be the the worst team in the league if you're not going to do that. Yeah, that would get so, rid of. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. What, what, I'm, what? I am um, I am excited to see the future, obviously, because you know it's the great unknown. It's something that hasn't happened in hell. What it's been 18 years for Aaron Rodgers, you know. It has been, and it's also like playing on a, and you know the rookie deal, obviously starting here in year four. He's going to give his fifth year extension already, so you don't know if you're going to be able to make it make a ton of money or be able to you know put a ton of bodies around him as you normally would if you were starting him as a, as a, as a rookie, but there's going to, there's going to be a little bit more money to go around. And it sounds, did you see the contract that he ended up signing? Sounds like uh, he's, he's taking a little bit of a pay cut out there too. That's, that's kind of shady. Wouldn't do that for the Packers, but doing it for the Jets. Mm, 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 oof, oof, mm, mm. Now, Zach, mm, uh, there's a lot of new things happening, right? The Packers are a new look with the Jordan Love era. Uh, there's also a new look with Wisconsin football. Um, I want to get into that, but first, real quick, the draft tomorrow night. What does Zach Heilprin think the Packers do with that 13th pick? What do I think they do or what do I want them to do? Mm, both. Why not? Yeah. 
interesting. It probably takes some. Probably take something that nobody else uh, or that nobody's going to be excited about. Um, <laughs> totally, <laughs> right? Like they're going, they're going, off, they're going offensive line or defensive line. I, I mean, I would, I would hope that they have an opportunity to take uh, a wide receiver, specifically Jackson Smith and Jigba, for a couple of reasons. One, I think he'd be really, really good, and two, it would be amazing to just do that uh, the year after Aaron Rodgers is gone. Um, so that, it would be, it would be funny. I also think it'd be a really good thing for Jordan Love to get. That or a tight end, but I think maybe that tight end comes in the second round with those, you know, those two picks that they have. Um, so yeah, I'm probably something unsexy, and um, but I'm hoping for for something better. Rowdy, you think unsexy or sexy? I'm hoping for sexy, but I'm preparing myself for unsexy. I think we're all prepared for unsexy. They're going to pick like they'll be like some. They'll be like the tidy whities of the draft, you know. There's something, something, like something there. Like, yeah, it's going to be something like Paris Johnson, the tackle from Ohio State. Yep, that's the one guy that I keep seeing. <laughs> well, listen, they haven't. When's the last time they had a sexy pick <laughs> in the first round? Like, uh, I mean, what? I mean, they haven't taken a pass catcher since uh, Javon, Javon Walker. So. O two baby, was it O one or O two? Uh, let's see. It's been here. a while. It, it, it's been a while, and it will probably be a while. I'm trying to think of like sexiness in the first round. Um, Clay, Ma- Clay Matthews. Clay, obviously, Clay well, Matthews no, in the hair. Rashawn Gary was obviously a sexy pick. Don't you think so, Nelson? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zach, you doing anything for the draft, my man? Maybe in Green Bay. Hell I love Green Bay. Now, now that Rogers, now that Rogers is gone, I'm allowed back in the city. So is that how that works? Uh, looking forward, looking forward to getting up there tomorrow night and uh, seeing what they do at 13. It was like Highlander. Yeah. There could only be one in Green Bay: Zach Halpern or Aaron Rodgers. Now you've you've won the war. Well, I mean, there was you can only have one man in the arena at a time. So <laughs> now, are you are you the man in the arena or man on top of the mountain? Uh, well, Aaron Rodgers, I believe, was a man in the arena. So. Uh, I think that's where I have to go. Man, Graham Mertz once said that, too. Look at him. Now he's jettisoned off to Florida. All right, speaking of college football, Zach, is Luke Fickle the man in the arena? Uh, I know it's been a little bit since Saturday when there was the launch. How was the launch for you personally? Could you feel it? Could you feel the energy in the air with the old Dutch chips and the Pepsi, Zach? (laughs) So they gave out chips afterwards, and they gave out, like, the most, the weirdest brands. Um, I think it was like their, their knockoff, like sweet onion chips and something. I don't know. It was, I think they, they gave away the chips that nobody else wanted. That was, so, the le- uh, but, <laughs> that was the leftovers from last year. Ben Kenny said yeah, they were I mean, barbecue adjacent. They were, that's what essentially they were. But like, as soon as we tasted them, like, Oh yeah, I think this must be their, their barbecue chip. But yeah, no, they weren't very good. Um, they were about, they were about as good as Wisconsin's passing game. Um, oh. on, uh, with the first team, which is completely uh, opposite of what we've seen most of the spring. This passing, the passing game, especially Tanner Mordecai, have been pretty darn good this year. And then they come out and he throws interceptions on the first three possessions. And it's like, oh, boy, all right, um, here we go again. But, no, I, he bounced back yesterday. I thought he had a, a really nice bounce-back day. It's just unfortunate that the only time that fans got to see him, he, he didn't look good and the offense didn't look good or the uh, first-team passing offense didn't look good. But um, I'm, still, uh, I'm still bullish. Uh, well, maybe that's a good thing for Wisconsin at quarterback because the last time we saw a lot of flashes right away, that didn't end so well. So maybe lower expectations. I think he did a good job of it. Um, 
I, based on my mentions on Twitter, I think he did a good job of lowering expectations and a lot of people asking about Braden Locke challenging him for the number one job. And, um, you know, again, when you see one practice, I understand that. But when you see w- with all of them, which we have had a chance to see, he's been pretty consistent and pretty consistently good. Um, so um, I just don't see any, any scenario in which Tanner Mordecai is not the starting quarterback. But um, So you're bullish on him. Anything bearish out there, Zach? Anything bearish? Yeah, uh, I think the not, not. Uh, yeah, like you know, like an investor about. who believes prices will go down. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know what, I know what it is. I know what you mean. Um, I was just trying to stall to think about it. Oh well, uh, I mean, if there is. I mean, that's a good thing then, because if you know didn't, didn't come to your head, then that's good thing. Then everything's I, bullish. I, well, no, I think I think this is pretty obvious, just because it's, they're in the portal going after guys like this, but they need some depth at cornerback. They're they're struggling in, in terms of that. They have a bunch of young guys. And I think they're excited about, but maybe aren't necessarily necessarily ready. And so we've seen them go after a bunch of quarterbacks in the transfer portal. A couple of guys were on campus yesterday. I think that would be that'd be my one concern would be depth uh, at cornerback, and then also along the defensive line, and just in terms of playmaking, because they lose Keanu Benton. And I don't necessarily think we've seen a ton of guys making plays here in the spring, but it's also tough because they're not tackling and um, live tackling for majority of the time. Well, some guys, some guys, Zach, are pad guys. Other guys are underwear Olympic guys. Some are just gamers, and they're ready to go out there and hit somebody. Do you have anybody in particular that you're referencing? Or? Well, C.J. Williams is a pads guy. Uh, <laughs> Graham Mertz seemed to be a better underwear passer. Ooh. Um, yeah. That's against Illinois. Yeah. Well, oh. well actually, that was but, a pretty was, poor Illinois team. Actually, it was just one year. So, yeah. 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 Hey, Zach. Hey. Hey. Yeah, sir. Yeah. What? What? What's up? No. Go uh, ahead. Well, I was going to ask. You know, I, as I was shedding a couple of tears for Aaron Rodgers, I did shed another tear out of the other eye as I saw your tweet uh, yesterday. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. I, I did I did smile, but I also did shed some tears. It is over. Vito Calvaruso is done. He's he's gone. He's no mas. The, the greatest leg that never was that was mm. Mm. Uh, Yes. I can't, I can't help but feel a little responsible. Rowdy and I have said some choice things about him. Uh, I, I know everyone listens to the show. So I feel like we have some hand of him leaving Wisconsin. So I, I don't feel bad about it. I actually feel better about myself <laughs> if that's the case. But I feel like I we, we may have been one of the reasons why. After he missed that, uh, that, what was it, like a 20-yard field goal? He never missed a 20-yard field goal. He just missed a field goal by 20 yards. <laughs> um, it, was, it, 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 was, it was like a 43-yarder that went 20 yards to the right. Uh, I was closer still, than that. I, think, I was ready to open up I a campus-wide kicking competition. Yeah, I think there was a. I think there's some divots still in the ground at, at Camp Randall, and that's uh, which is hard to do with field. that turf, you know. So. <laughs> yeah, it's an artificial field, and there's still divots there. So, <laughs> no, I, look, he, he they brought him as a scholarship guy. It didn't work out, and as soon as they brought in Nathaniel Bacos, um, he was not going to be around. If he was still want, if he's going to be on scholarship, he wasn't going to be around. So, um, yeah, he's he's gone. They got a couple more guys in the portal, and I think we're going to see uh, a number more here before the portal closes on. Was it the thirtieth, April thirtieth, and it's the last now, day to get in? So these, these portalings, it won't be as much as like Colorado. What Prime put in like eighteen, twenty players into the portal like yesterday, two days ago? Yeah, yeah I, I, there there will not be that mass exodus because um, 
you know, that's not Luke Fickle's way of doing things for the most part, yelling, you know, and telling guys to get out. Uh, but Dion obviously has replacements for those guys. Yes. It's not like they're they're gone and, and they're not going to be able to replace all those guys. There's going to be a ton of people that want to go out there and play. Um, I do think it's a little bit concerning if you're a, if you're a player and say, hey, I'm going to go out there and if I don't play well, I'm going to be gone next year. That kind of sucks. But, um, you know, he, these players wanted to be treated like pros, right? Yeah. They wanted oh, to be yeah, paid. Totally. They, want, they, wanted, they wanted all this stuff. This is what being a professional kind of looks like. Yeah. You can be here one day and gone the next. Double-edged sword, Zach. You know, so. It is. Yeah. All right. Uh, before I let you go, my man, and uh, what there's is there one more practice left for Wisconsin football? Was, is this the fifteenth coming up, or did that just happen yesterday? Nope, that'll be tomorrow morning. Okay, so, tomorrow morning. And then what? What's after the fifteenth practice then? Nothing. They just go dark. They go dark. Well, no, they. they get, I think they get about a month off. They'll come back in early June and start some workouts, getting ready for uh, season. We just you know sit around and wait for the Luke Fickle era to hit the field September third, mm-hmm. second, September second against Buffalo. All right, so Zach, before I do let you go, something that's uh, happening tonight. On, are you let, yeah, are you let are you letting me go early? Is this it's kind of your thing, isn't it? Ducking out early. I mean, you SOB. By the way, we had a great <laughs> we had a great time at your uh, at your reception, Zach. It was a blast. I know some. Nelly had a little. Nelly had a little bit better time. He stayed. So I forgot that Nels could do the splits. I uh, that's something that totally Any escaped my mind. Man. Rowdy, very Any flexible person. individual. Rowdy, could you do the splits right now? Well, there was a little bit of a liability out there when there was water. He was the liability, and I should say his <laughs> knee was the liability. He didn't split his pants, was, did he? No, okay. he did not split. He didn't split his pants. He he went down, hurt his knee, and came back later and did the splits prove that everybody that he could and that the first time while not intentional was not a big deal when he hit the splits a do you remember what song was playing and b do you remember how the, how the crowd reacted the crowd went crazy uh the three <laughs> girls that were there um they they went they went crazy they were nuts about it i saw the bartender get a little excited as well the one that he got the, the guy before <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think the guy was yes we, we haven't really determined that yet. Yeah, which number did you get, Rowdy? The guy or the girl bartender? All of them. Oh. <laughs> Playing the field. Why, why limit yourself? Why limit yourself to one? It's twenty twenty three. I'm man. basically in the portal looking for a new school. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Zach, we how know. Many, how, yeah. How many numbers? How many numbers do you think that female bartender gets on a uh, like a weekend basis? Every weekend. Now, did you ask for hers, or did she ask for yours? Oh, I got it. Okay. Well, I know you got it, but like, who oh, initiated? It me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did you? Take I don't it? normally do this, but here you go. But the other, the other ones that were on the dance floor, that was more like after they saw that, they were like, "Oh, what is your number?" Like, Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, you were very handsome, by the way. I, I would have got your number mm. if I would have stuck around longer. But Zach. Before I let you go, speaking of sticking around, are the Milwaukee Bucks going to stick around in the NBA's playoffs? What do you think happens tonight coming up at 8.30 on NBA TV as the Heat are about to eliminate the deer? I think they win tonight um, and then probably lose in game six back that's, down in Miami. That's but what I'm thinking. It w- it w- I mean, it wouldn't shock me for them to, to win three straight. They have, that, they have that ability. They just haven't played. I mean, the way that Miami's shooting from deep, even when contested, it's insane. They're shooting like fifty-five percent on contested three-pointers. Yes, yeah, nuts. And like, like the, the, during the the league, the league average, the league average is like thirty-three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was just gonna say. 
and they shot and they shot thirty two percent. I think they shot around like thirty two percent for the for the season. Yeah, so you're right. I mean, Jimmy but- Jimmy Butler's just insane. So he's. That was an insane performance, but also at the same time, it's like I remember the announcers on the TV saying, "Yeah, the 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 Bucks have conceded. Just let Jimmy Butler have his way. They're going to try and stop everyone else." I'm like, "What? <laughs> what? Why would you stop Jimmy Butler, the guy who's hot? Like, it makes no sense to me." Yeah. But what do I know? Stop, stop him and don't let anybody else beat you. Yeah. Or let anybody else beat you because I don't know if they can. Better performance, Jimmy Butler against the Bucks, where he scored 56, or Rowdy on the uh, on the dance floor doing splits and getting numbers. Rowdy, by far, it was a uh, legendary performance. Rowdy Buckets. Legendary performance. Hell yeah. Legendary. You know what, Zach? I ain't as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. And that night was my night. (laughs) (laughs) Did you just come up with that on your own? I've never heard that before. No, I think that was like like an old Greek philosopher. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got you. Rowdy Deus. Rowdy Deus said it. Tobias Kethis? Tobias Kethis. (laughs) Aristotle, I think, said that. Maybe it was Socrates. I'm not sure. One of the other. One of them. Zach, you handsome devil. We love you, brother. Thanks for for the time. See you, buddy. Later. Have fun at the draft, too, up in in Green Bay tomorrow. Our sports director, Zach Halperin. Another video emerging. Uh, first, it was Aaron Rodgers. The Jets tweeted it out of him getting out of his car, walking into the facilities, uh, some aviator glasses on. By the way, uh, Aaron Rodgers will be wearing the number eight. Yesterday on his Instagram account, he did thank everyone. But before that, he posted, uh, he's, he's partnered with Zenith Watches. And he had his new Zenith watch. It's called the Pilot Series. So it was Rodgers with a new series of Zenith Watches called Pilot. And the time was set on 8 o'clock. And he said, okay, it's time, hashtag number eight. And I talked about the new watch line that is out there. Uh, I would imagine Zenith has been known for quite some time that Rogers was going to be a New York Jet as they unleashed a new line of very expensive watches. You have that. And then, Rowdy, uh, another video now has emerged. Woody Johnson, the owner of the Jets, also of the Johnson & Johnson pharmaceutical you know, juggernaut, he posted a video on his Twitter account of Rodgers walking into the facilities. He takes out his aviators and he daps up everybody. Oh, God. There he is in the Jets lobby. There's Woody Johnson. There's a dab. Uh, up next is the GM. There's dapping him up. And then Robert Salah with a big dap here right there. Rodgers in the Jets facility. There's another dabbing up. Oh, there's Nathaniel Hackett. What do they do? Oh, oh, it's a hug. A big, long man embrace. Oh, God, Rowdy. And all the pictures behind him are of Broadway Joe. Joe Namath. Like, I don't know what else. They have Mark Sanchez butt fumbling. Like, I don't know what else. Chad Pennington. <laughs> Chad Pennington. Like, Aaron Rodgers, is he automatically the best quarterback? The Is he automatically in the Jets Hall of Fame just by walking into the facilities being Aaron Rodgers? Um. Jets Hall of Fame? I don't know. Because remember how we had that little uh, chat with Brandon Marshall? Yeah. He's like, can you really be a Hall of Famer for there a year? You know, an all-timer for insert this team if you're only there for a year? Brandon uh, Marshall said yeah. Yeah, of course he did. <laughs> but Rodgers said Aaron no. Aaron Rodgers like, no. So is Rodgers already the pro, the football Hall maybe of Fame? He's, maybe Jets? he's going to play more than one year. Maybe he plays three years and he becomes a, <laughs> a Jet all-timer. That's like, okay, well. As far of a Jet all-timer? Exactly. I know we, we brought up. 
obviously Joe Namath who won the Super Bowl, but then you have Mark Sanchez that brought him to multiple AFC championship games. But it's the butt fumble. Yeah, you have Chad Pennington that made them relevant in what the late nineties uh, in two thousand. Is Rex Ryan in the Hall of? Is he up there in the Pantheon? He was part of the back to back. Brett Favre. They had a decent year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like who is Brooks Bollinger? Outside of Joe Namath, who is the biggest? name that the Jets have had. I think it's Chad Pennington in my mind. God. Like, I'm not, again, I'm not counting Brett Favre or if Aaron Rodgers plays for one year, I'm not going to throw them in the, you know, who was the leader of the Jets and were pretty good at quarterback for years. But for like a career, I think of Joe Namath and then Chad Pennington. Nick Mangold? That's a center. (laughs) I'm trying to think of like guys I remember. Um... I'm talking straight up quarterbacks. I'm just talking, I think I'm of, just talking players in general. I Do, think of Darrell Chad, Revis. Revis I think Island. Of Chad Pennington. Darrell Revis. What about Curtis Martin? <laughs> Curtis Martin was really good. Uh, Ryan, the King. Ryan Fitzpatrick. You mean the one? Is he an all timer for almost every team? Since I think he played for <laughs> half every, the league. Uh, Al Toon. New York Jets. If I'm thinking greatest Jets players, Namath is one. Curtis Martin would be two. Pennington would probably come to my head third. God, that's uh, <laughs> but it's, I mean, the Jets are on a long Super Bowl drought. Vinny Testaverde, man. Thomas Jones, running back. Trying to, he couldn't even. He couldn't even. He was a good running back, but he couldn't even carry Curtis Martin's jock. I mean, it's it's tough to think of names here for the New York Jets. Um, I already said Altoon. Oof, the. Joe Flacco, <laughs> Super Bowl champion, Curtis Martin. That's my guy. Just thinking of names. Aaron Rodgers, number one. I'll, I'll anoint him. I'll line one. Who's this? Rodgers? Is that you? Ebo Nelly. It's Gavin. What's up? Oh, hey, hey, Gavin. What's up, dude? Uh, Lavernius Coles. Oh, <laughs> I think of him as a Redskin. Oh, okay. <laughs> Who is that offensive lineman they had that retired like 10 years ago that played forever? I don't Nick know. Mangold. Yeah, Mangold. There you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah Namath, they say, isn't, don't they say Namath is their, their best, their number one all-time quarterback, the guy who had more interceptions and touchdowns in his career? But, man, did he wear a fur coat well, and he got that Super Bowl, Gavin. You guys aren't kidding, though. If Rodgers plays like four years and he does really well. I don't <laughs> like think he's going to be four. So I think ever. it's just two. I, I think if that, he gets two or three, I think he, in my mind, especially if they play well, He's easily passing Chad Pennington. Oh, here's a name for you guys uh, that King just hit on us. Bubba Franks. Remember him? He was a Packer, too. Oh, damn. Bubba Franks. <laughs> Remember that guy? He was a Jet. A yeah, I think you guys are right, though. I think if, if Rodgers does get him to a Super Bowl, he's he's right at the top of the list. That's crazy. Uh, hey, Nelly, I, I liked your draft stuff earlier. Before I get to that really quick, what did you guys think of the uh, compensation for the, the Rodgers trade? That was good. Yeah, it was thumbs up. I mean, anytime you can swap first-round picks when – Obviously, it's pretty public knowledge now that there are, you know, uh, draft compensation value charts out there. You got a better first round pick that's quite a bit better, even though it's only two spots. And I think that gives them the ability to potentially get uh, Smith and Jigba, Mm. which I think that's really the prize. At least it is for me. And then at the same time, you added another top 50 pick and, and probably a first rounder next year. Yeah, uh, Nelly, I was I was telling Ebo that I, I think next year is the big part of it because 
you know, the, the Jordan Love thing goes one of two ways, and, and they have to they have to give him that fifth year extension. I think by what May twentieth, so he's he's going to be under contract next year. But if it flames out this year, now you're looking at having two first round picks and a really good quarterback draft. It might be a, your opportunity to trade up and get a guy next year too, Nelly. I agree, and that's a really good quarterback draft. You have May coming out. You have uh, Caleb Williams. Those are just the top two big guys, but. That draft is seen as a deep quarterback draft. And we were kind of talking yeah. about this year. It's tight end is really deep or edge rusher is really deep. Yeah. I feel like you're right. If he completely bombs, Goody does have the, you know, the eject cord. He can pull and say, well, guess what? I got Caleb Williams or yeah. I got May. Now we got another top guy that everyone's coveting. I've even heard people say that uh, Penix Jr., who's coming out next year, would be the number one pick. So basically three guys, if they were coming out this year, would be the number one pick as quarterback. So, yeah, it's going to be historically good next year, but hopefully the Jordan Love thing works out and we, we're not talking about it. But uh, That sure helps so, um, As far as your draft uh, stuff goes, that was really good earlier, Nelly. Um, the thing on the, – the big point I wanted to make on Brian Branch is there's no way the Packers are going to take him if you look at his RAS score. Um, so like the last six, seven years, if you look at all the first round picks, the only guy that they've taken with an RAS under nine is Darnell Savage. And for people out there wondering what an RAS score is, it's basically all of your combine numbers. So like your 40, your shuttle times, it takes it into account. So the higher the RAS number, the better athlete you are. Relative athletic score. Yeah, some of the highest guys in the last two drafts were uh, Christian Watson, Rashawn Gary, you know, guys the Packers are looking Goody at. Goody does so. love his athletes. Yep. Um, I'm not sure what JS, uh, JSN is at. I agree with you, Nelly. He's the guy I want. But you and I both know in, in Ebo that the Packers never take anybody who anyone's thinking. So um, I think I'd was... be surprised if they went wide receiver, although that's the guy I want. I, I think th- they're going to go edge. Th- Gavin, I could see Ryan Gutekunds just doing it to stick it to Rodgers. Like one last th- FU on the way out. There, There is that part of it, Ebo, and, and that's, that, that like, is that's what makes me think it's a That's the only thing that's the outlier here. That's the only thing yep. that's different from all the other years, right? Yep, that, could, it Could is. it be vindictive? You know? See, I believe it was Brian Hartline who was the wide receiver slash offensive coordinator, if I remember correctly, at Ohio State that was saying Smith and Jigba was better than Garrett Wilson. Like he was better than some of those receivers that were just taken out of Ohio State the last couple of years when he was healthy two years ago. And he's been banged up, but it's all it's soft tissue. And I think personally, I think some of that was, dude, I'm really freaking good. Do I really have to try and come out here and play for Ohio State when I could get hurt again when I should have been in the draft like after my freshman year? Nelly, 100%. And actually, it wasn't just Heartline. When they when they interviewed all three of those guys and they were together, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, uh, both of those guys pointed at Smith and Jigba and said, that's the dude. And if you if you think about it, those two guys had really good rookie years. Obviously, yep. Wilson better than Olave, but... And then you take Jackson Smith and Jigba, you put them on the Packers, and your receiving core is now him, Christian Watson, and the flashes we saw last year, and just the solid overall play when healthy of Romeo uh, Dobbs. That's yep. three young, up and coming wide receivers with a ton of skill. God, and then you can experience. go and get a tight end like a Sam Laporta, maybe in the second or third round, a guy that's solid everywhere. Like the tight end draft is super deep. 
So guys, I don't okay. think I would necessarily go tight end first round either. So with that, boy, let me ask you. So you have uh, two guys coming off the rookie season, right? Sophomore campaign, and they didn't play their whole rookie year. You're going to maybe get a wide receiver in the first round, possibly, who's a rookie, a rookie tight end. Are you guys and a quarterback that's never really started before? Are you guys comfortable with that? The offense? I mean, that's what's going to have to be. Are you comfortable with I that moving forward of winning games? I, I, well, I am because it's all about it's all about in the future. I mean, even Aaron Rodgers, guys, like we talk about the historic career, top quarterback all time. You know, look at look at his first year; it was rough. Yeah. Um. So you're looking at the future, and to to what Nelly was saying, if you draft JSN, I I think in two years you're talking about that being a top three wide receiver group in football. Yeah. Christian Watson and then Romeo Dobbs is your number three. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, a you're, super you're, you're deep. a lot, though, well, riding on Jordan Love. Well, think about you, if, you do. Absolutely. If you have those three, Christian Watson is a guy that can take the top off the defense. Romeo Dobbs is kind of just your, you know, your steady route runner. And then Smith and Jigba can be the, the superstar. You know what I mean? Like he can do everything. Watson's more, you know, we're going to get the ball in his hands. Let's go deep. And then Dobbs is the check down easy, you know, first down play. It in theory, it could be really, really nasty. Yeah, Nelly, it all makes too much sense. Was it, it all makes too much sense? Which is exactly why the Packers are not going to do it. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's, I, I, I agree with what you were saying earlier. It's such a deep edge class, and what Preston Smith is is around for like one more year. Rashawn Gary, I don't think is even going to be ready to start the year. And edge is a premium spot, uh, so I I think that it's going to be Miles Murphy, Lucas Van Ness. Yeah. Possibly even like a Nolan Smith, even though he's smaller, his RAS score is really high. I can't wait to see what happens. I think they're. I think you're looking at edge in the first round, guys, and then with those two picks in the second round, I think they go offense. Maybe yeah. you know because the tight end group is so deep, you look at tight end, wide receiver, maybe offense. Yeah, we line. need you. We need you calling in Friday after so, it all. You know, dust my for the fear, first round. Gavin, is that they take Paris Johnson Jr. <laughs> I like that pick. <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's a fear that they take it because I prefer like a Smith and Jigba. Or like yeah. a, a flashy play, but that's my fear that that's what's going to end up happening, and I'm not going to hate it. I'm just going to be like, oh, I want a ride receiver. Gav, uh, I could see offensive line all day Gav, long. We yeah, need I'll you in tomorrow, guys. We need you, re- yeah, tomorrow and Friday, right, brother? Sounds good. I'll get on both days. See you right, guys. Much love. Nice to hear from you, Kevin. Take care. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Oh, by the way, we have a schedule update for Wisconsin football. Just been changed. Uh, Wisconsin Purdue, which was September 23rd, has now been moved. To the 22nd, Friday night, down in West Lafayette.